Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Basketball is back, and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show where, of course, we wax poetic about the Arizona Cardinals in the Phoenix metropolitan area. My name is Javon Adams. I am one of your co-hosts. And with me, as always, is the man who played not only professional baseball, but also played in the NFL for that first uh, football for, for Super Bowl bound Atlanta Falcons team, the one and only Ed Easy Smith. What is good, my brother? Man, you know, yesterday we were supposed to get this in, and that game put me to sleep, man. And you know, we both we both been traveling a bunch, so you know, uh, apologies to our listeners. We've been both been on the road for the last few weeks, and you know, obviously had some family business things to take care of. But we're back to talk about these Cardinals, man. I missed you, and I'm looking forward to chewing this up, man. Man, can, good I, can, I, can I get some of that gristle? Man, good Lord, good Lord. (laughs) So going into this week, the Arizona Cardinals, they traveled to Mexico City and they played the the San Francisco 49ers. And it was a... (laughs) Goodness gracious. We just go, this is going to be one of those shows. Of course, the, we do this show two times a week, generally. And so we'll be doing it two times a week this week. It's going to be a different format. We, of course, we have the, uh, have Thanksgiving coming up this week. And so we'll do another show that you will hear on Thursday. So make sure maybe we even get it there late Wednesday night for you to enjoy when you, uh, in between as you, as you're got that itis that's setting in. But, <laughs> but the first, the, the first show of the week is always, uh, a recap of the most recent game and kind of going over some of the things that that I lean on my partner because he played the game and being able to, what did he see? And then me throwing some stuff out at him and sometimes he'll say, Jay, you way off base. And sometimes he'll say, you right on point. This game, the Arizona Cardinals fell 38 to 10, 38 to 10. They fall to four and seven and the San Francisco 49ers rise to six and four. And before I get into all this, before I let you kind of wax poetic a little bit about what you saw uh, on the way home here, as we were getting ready to, to, to record, listening to a little bit of Sirius XM and on the national, you know, it's, it's bad when a national level, because when you're on Monday night, it goes without saying that is a big stage. So whether it's Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night, yeah, but, but really Sunday and Monday nights, those are, those are those big time games. And of course, the next day, you're going to be the talk of the country when it comes to football. And one of the terms that, that uh, the Sirius XM host used was pathetic when it came to the performance of the Arizona Cardinals. And I think specifically when it comes to the second half. So of course I want to get your thoughts on that. 38-10, it was uh, Colt McCoy ended up starting again. So, so Kyler Murray did not the second straight game that he did not start. I remember I was in a couple of places after that game last week. And then I could, I heard people say, well, we don't need Cole. We don't need Kyler. We just going to stay with Cole McCoy because Cole McCoy, and I knew that was coming. I knew it was coming. And even though there are definitely 
deficiencies when it comes to, or that, as we say in the, in the corporate world, there are opportunities for Kyler to improve. Cole McCoy is a backup for a reason. And so there's, there's a shelf life. You hope if your backup plays for three weeks, maybe you can get two wins. If he plays for five weeks, maybe you can get two or three. That type of thing is what you're hoping out of your backup. So he delivered the first week. This week, it was, it was bad because when I think of, when I think of offensive genius, if you're going to use that term, and I think it's thrown around too much. When I think of offensive genius, I do think of Shanahan. In Frisco, because he seems he he'll run the ball. He'll give you all kinds of different looks, different formations. He might run the same play, but he's giving you all these different looks to prepare for. Even on those years where they're down, this will come back. I think later on, his teams play hard at all times. They play hard at all times. And they ran the ball, especially in that second half. There's that famous Marshawn Lynch quote over, 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 over and over. Run ball through an MF's face and he don't want that no more. So your thoughts on this game, because it was a clinic on the, on behalf of the San Francisco 49ers. Well, first off, you know, we've been out for a couple of weeks. So, you know, we, we missed that Rams game. They go out to LA with, um, Colt McCoy. They get that victory 27 17. And, you know, and then all of a sudden all is right. Yeah. You know, we just needed a little injection. I will say this much, Jay. Mm-hmm. I was impressed with the preparation and the command of one Colt McCoy, we got a chance to see it from the hard knocks, you know, leading into that Rams game. That man took control of that situation, went out there, had a plan, and asked everybody, just be where you're supposed to be, I'll get you the ball. Do what you're supposed to do, we'll win this game. Right. Um, That was impressive, okay? So fast forward, you know, and obviously everybody loves the backup quarterback, especially when they win. So week two, you know, of the Colt McCoy experience, we go out to Mexico City and we face a a, a 49ers team that flat out is just they're better coached than us. They are better. uh, They have better talent on their roster from top to bottom. Uh, We just got outclassed yesterday and we got outplayed yesterday. I have so many questions from this game, Jay. Mm-hmm. From the guys that were on the field and the guy that wasn't on the field. Okay. Meaning one Kyler Murray and head coach Cliff Kingsbury. This game showed me so much in a bad light that it's not, I mean, I don't even know where to start. You know, whether you're talking about the preparation for the game, uh, our fire and intensity, the fact that they just straight up just out game plan us. You look at what Shanahan did. You talk about him adjustment, adjustment, especially in the second, going from first to second half because they ran, they came out and ran that ball exclusively beginning in the second half, and that was that's that's adjustments. And the number of different ways they run the same play from different formations, from different motions, from you know they different personnel, and then you know the the the, the way they misdirection. I mean, there were so many things. And, you know, and then obviously they got all the tools in the world. You talk about McCaffrey's yeah. an afterthought now. You got Debo out there and you got Ayuk out there doing his thing. Then you got Kittle running free in the middle of our, uh, our, our defense. We were, you know, we were just, we were beat in every facet of that game yesterday. The thing that, I'll tell you one thing I was really disappointed in, it didn't look like that team quit a little bit yesterday. There yeah. were some dudes, you and I talk about this all the time. Especially on the defensive side, that last Kittle touchdown, a couple dudes making some uh, uh, 
business, business decisions. decisions. Yes, sir. Do I or don't I? And we, when you see somebody like a, a Buddha Baker out there who shouldn't by writing be on the field, yeah. you know, with that ankle a couple weeks ago and he, you know, I'll talk about another portion of that in a minute. He's out there just throwing his body around, trying to fly to get the. And we, I saw some guys, man, that were just, and it's too early in the season to be making businesses. This right. is four and seven. We still got six games to go, bro. Four and seven, 11, yeah, six. No, seven, no, yeah, six. Six to, to go, yep. Six to go. It's almost like, whoa, I saw some things I really didn't think I'd see until week 17 and 18, okay? Another thing I saw, I'll be honest with you, bro, or at least I have a question about. Our franchise quarterback. Yes. He finished that game a couple weeks ago, right? Yes. With, you know, just a total debacle against the Seattle uh, Seahawks, right? Yes. And all of a sudden, you know, he has that little fumble um, on the scramble. Oh, yeah, I, I think I tweaked my tweaked my hamstring, right? Yeah. Well, he finished the game, all right? right? If he tweaks it and it comes out, I'm like, well, you know, yeah, he's learning. And this is my opinion. Right. It's just me talking. If he tweaks it, comes out of the game, or it looks like he's really, really hampered and struggling to finish the game, I'm like, you know, yeah, I can understand. He finished the game. It just wasn't a good finish. And then all of a sudden he's on the injury report and he's out. And now he's out for a second game. And my question, when you have a Buda Baker who they were like, man, he might be done for a while. They're contemplating where they might even have to put him on IR. And this dude is like, oh, heck no. I'm getting out there no matter what. My question is there's a lot of dudes looking at two sides of the locker room. You got Buda Baker sitting over there just giving everything he has. Then you got your franchise quarterback who, by right, could – I mean, if it's tweak, Jay, at this point in the season, it's all hands on deck. Right. He very – by right, could be out there at least putting up a little more effort to get out there, okay? I'm going to just throw it out there because you think of uh, Herbert in uh, for, for the Chargers, his ribs – and he was what did they? He just all right. Let me try to get out there. I'm gonna go out there and play as best I can. I might be, I might not be 100, percent and even I might not get back to 100 percent this season. But I'm going to play and get out there. I'm not. The, I haven't been on the field, so it's easy for me to say from from this layman. But you've been on the field and played, so so I'll let you get back to that. No, perfect scenario right there. You're talking about a quarterback, especially you know, leader of the team, face of the franchise. Other guys, you know, you look at their injury reports, you know, guys at this time of season are just basically dragging limbs around to get on the field right now, taking right. injections, doing all these crazy things as far as hyperbaric chambers and that's that and other thing. And like I said, I don't know how hurt Murray is. I'm just looking at a young man who it doesn't really look like it phases him at all to watch his teammates, mm. watch his teammates out there. You know, a Buddha Baker, I mean, Buddha, I mean, I'd have been like, you know, if he's out there, I got to get out there. And I know there's guys in that locker room that are looking, like I said, from one side of the locker room to the other, and they're watching Kyler going to get his treatment, do his, you know, uh, practice where he's just taking mental reps and this and that and that thing, and then come, you know, time for the decision who's playing. Yeah, I'm, you know, he's going to sit this one out. Colt's going to go in. I'm just saying it's going to be very hard for guys to follow this guy, especially as this season continues to get worse and worse. I was thinking about this last night, Jed. You ever watch a movie that's so bad, the first half of it, right? Yeah. And something interrupts it, and you have to – like I was on a plane recently. I've been doing all this travel recently. Yeah. You know, the, the, the movie was so bad. I'm not even going to say what movie it was. I did watch one. 
it was so bad, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm so glad I made it to my destination. I'll try to watch that one later on the flight back to where I got to go, right? Right. And, man, I got on a plane coming home, had a lot of hours to kill, and I just couldn't do it because it was just that bad. <laughs> this season, I'm, my warning is I'm watching Murray. When does he get to the point where, all right, now nah, this season even even worth it. I'm going to go ahead and just cash out on this one because there's no reason for me to go out there and risk harm and injury because this season is wild. This is bad, and it's only going to get worse. So why finish it, right? Right. And I'm, I'm just – that's my – I'm watching those things. And what happens over these next couple to a few weeks is going to tell me a whole lot about Murray. It's going to tell me a whole lot about Kingsbury being a leader, you know, whether he can inspire this young man to get out there and, you know, try to uplift his organization or do better than he's done to this point. And also kind in terms of being – you know, the, the HHC, you know, he, he's <laughs> you know, let's, let's see what he does in terms of inspiring uh, Kingsbury to inspire the players. I'm just telling you, Jay, this is a bad, bad look for this team. You know, we were, like I said, we, this beating we took, in my opinion, is more than just a football game. I'm looking at this in terms of like, where does this organization go from here? Can you count on Murray? You know, uh, is Kingsbury going to – I mean, the, the the talk is getting more and more about is Kingsbury over his head? You know, does he – even though he signed that um, extension. Uh, extension, does he even deserve to continue moving forward from here? It, it and, and, Jay, four and seven, we could be three and eight, to be honest, which are even worse than that. Right. This is going to be an interesting finish to this season – uh, moving forward, and I'm not looking, I'm not thinking great things are ahead from what I'm seeing, especially what I saw last night from these Cardinals. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So again, we're we're reflecting on this this most recent loss, and I mean, it, it's the season's over, right? I mean, it's hard stop. The season is over, right? Unless you can win or you know clip off six in a row or five out of six, you know, we still got to go to San Fran. We got the Chargers coming in here this week. You know, we got some daunting games in front of us, and you know, I, I don't, I don't, I never like to say it's over till it's over. Right. This one looks like a wrap, bro. So I want to throw some numbers out there for you, and then just in terms of the psyche of the team as this thing is happening to you. So Colt McCoy, uh, he was sacked, so three sacks uh, for for yards lost, uh, equaling thirty yards. The number of rushing attempts by the 49ers, twenty eight rushing attempts. Uh, for 159 yards, 159 yards, and there were at least three players with 37 or more yards uh, for the for the San Francisco 49ers. I want to stick on the 159 for a minute. So as when that's happening to you, when they're running the ball and they see that success, it, it in my mind it makes me think of when your eyes get big, when you see something, when you're when you see that toy, when you see that whatever it is that's that that makes you say yes, you're the the can the carrot that dangles in front of you. And the play caller says, let's do it again. I would imagine it has to not only empower the offensive line, but does that deflate the defense, the defensive line, the linebackers, because we just can't seem to get a hold on what's going on. You mentioned the misdirections and the different things that that the the offense for that a San Francisco 49er offense presents. What what does that do from a defensive side of the ball? And did you is that where you saw most or a majority of the mental checking out? 
that was so deflating. And you look at their stats, Garoppolo was 20 for 29, very efficient. You know, hit the guys when he was supposed to hit them. There was a lot of yak going on out there. They also, and then they run the ball 28 times for 159 yards, as you mentioned. So of their 57 plays, 28 of them were runs, 29 of them were passes. And it, it, the the slap in the face comes, Jay, when you look at how creative uh, Shanahan was with the and and I'll even bring some with his motions. And real the, real the, quick, the, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this real quick. McCaffrey had a hundred yards receiving, and he wasn't yeah. didn't even didn't even lead the team in rushing. So continue. And and you look at the on the flip side, and they they brought up a stat, and I was like, oh my god. They said that DeAndre Hopkins lines up on the left side of the formation eighty four percent of the time. And basically just stands there, bro. So he doesn't even move around. So you talk about genius. You're talking about one coach is basically going into the lab. He's got all these toys to play with. McCaffrey now. I'm watching them split McCaffrey out. You know, he starts in back field. Obviously, he splits out. This yes. dude is running out. He's running slant. Um, you got uh, the uh, Debo Samuel getting his touches. A 39-yard touchdown run. Right. You got Ayuk with two touchdown passes. Then you got... Kittle in the middle of all of that. And I'm saying we had you we have, if you look at our roster, it appeared we had some of these tools. You got a Zach Ertz that got stack up, not necessarily top tier of tight end, but injured now, but still to the point. Injured now. You've got James Conner, you've got DeAndre Hopkins. Um, yet we look just so I mean, it doesn't even look fluid, man. And you know, you you watch what San Francisco did, man. That was just total domination. Um, and you talk about which side of the ball, I say both of them, bro. Because it got to a point where they were doing their thing and Kittle's running free and it looked like nobody wanted to even touch him. And then at some point you're watching our offense play and poor Colt McCoy, golly, I'm like, Dude, yeah. I mean, you, you know, you don't only get a couple to three or four starts a year, but golly, when you get in there, you definitely pay for it. Right. You know, you you earning that money. Meanwhile, your you know your franchise guy is just sitting over there just watching. Check this out, Jay. Where's the encouragement from him? Like, you know, you watch some of these other backups who are maybe or quarterbacks, the starters who are hurt for a game or so, and they're you know sitting there going over the, the tape and mm. looking at the iPods with their. Um, you know, their their replacement, wanting to be engaged, got the headphones on, they're trying to, you know, encourage guys when they're coming off the field. Our dude's just standing there with his little braid sticking out from under his little wave cap, just chilling, <laughs> don't have anybody to talk to, could care less. You know, hey, they're out there getting their behinds whooped. I'm glad I'm not out there, that type of thing. And, bro, it's going to be tough for him to come back from this, especially after that first week, like I said, when you look at how Colt, kind of took control of everything. It's like, I just don't, I don't see that from Kyler. And a lot of guys are going to start to look at him cross-eyed now, man. And mm. it's going to be, in my opinion, it's going to be really tough to come back from this, especially if, I'm not, I'm not going to call it a phantom hamstring, but it did come out of nowhere, bro, in terms of, you know, you know there's going to be some guys wondering when, like, you let him sit this coming week, and, bro, there's going to be a whole lot of dudes that are going to start questioning and then how do you get back from that after that? So along those line, lines, again, believe in the Arizona Cardinals here, we're talking about the, the aftermath of the, the 38 to 10 defeat uh, by the Cardinals at the hands of the San Francisco 49ers. So 
some interesting news that came about today, the firing of offensive line coach and running running back coordinator, running game coordinator, Kugler uh, uh, was today. So it and when I told when I talked to my son when I walked through the door, the first thing he said was, should have been Cliff. I mean, <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm and all I'm saying is that when you start to see is it we've seen some different um cutting, some cutting of some players, right? Um, we, we saw, you know, Benjamin get cut, I mean, released. And so some of these different things that are happening, I wonder if it's, again, this is just pure speculation on my part. You Have you been in an organization, whether it's a, a sports organization or in the corporate world, where people start to mouth off and they start to get loud about the dysfunction in the organization? And then so what ends up happening is those people say, hey, no, we got to get that dude out of here because he's he's talking mad. He's talking about me and he's trying to say I'm dysfunctional. So I got to get him out so that people don't realize I'm dysfunctional. <laughs> so I'm just saying, yes. how does that talk talk about that? Have they yet to say what he was guilty of? No, they said it was something, okay. some incident that happened before the game. But um, I just wonder if so that even if that's the outlier with some of these players that have been kind of released and some of these things that are going on, I wonder if it's if it's that the things that are going on in the organization from those leadership positions, whether head coach or the, or the GM that are starting to really get people to their boiling point. And then again, when you add on uh, Hudson, who's, who's on IR and there's still all that speculation swirling and all those things that make this perfect negative storm. You know, Jay, I wish there was a way that we could see behind the camera and get some insight into what may or may not be going on. And you and I talked about this, you know, at the beginning of the season. We wish there was some way that we could get a a little bit of insight, right? Right. Well, come tomorrow night, it's going to be really interesting to see what hits the cutting room floor and what doesn't. Yes. Because last week, Sean Kugler, I hope I'm saying his name right. He was the offensive line coach slash running in coordinator. Yes. He was almost like the star of the show, bro. Yes. He was, I mean, he was front and center, you know, interacting with Beecham and, you know, a lot of kind of candid conversation and listening to him. And, and I, I'll be honest with you, that most offensive line coaches, that's that dude. They're, they're boisterous. They have their opinions. And they are kind of just out there a little bit because, you know, they cheat that. They're with that group, that grunts group. Yeah. You know, it's not all, you know, tight wide receivers, coaches, a lot of them, you know, they're just that they're prim, they're proper, you know, they don't like to get hands dirty. You know, that's that. <laughs> these offensive line coaches, bro, yeah. they got doo-doo on their hands. I mean, I'm straight, you know, they are grimy. And this yes. dude kind of was like that dude. And who knows, maybe he was keeping it real. And you know what happens when – Keeping it real goes wrong. Goes wrong, right? <laughs> so maybe, just maybe oh, he was keeping man. it too real. I don't know what the situation is. We'll find out. But when those heads start falling like that, Jay, it's interesting because obviously now it's like we got to get the right people in here, and you know we we got to get rid of the bad blood right in the back. Okay, it's four years into the experiment here. You know, it took you that long to figure it out. So yeah. something is going on, yeah. and. Man, it's going to, in my opinion, it's going to get uglier before it gets better. And I cannot wait till 8 o'clock tomorrow night. Oh, my goodness. HBO. This man. I mean, there's so much, bro. Like, you brought up Hudson. You brought up uh, Kyler. Hudson, bro, Hudson has already cast this one in, in my opinion. Yeah, that's why he's on IR. I, I ask anybody, what reason, what natural bone reason does he have 
to come back to this one. He's already thinking about retirement. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not going to say he's just, you know, waiting on every Monday to make sure that check cleared. But, bro, I'm, I'm at 801 every Monday, he's going to line and just check it. There you go. Hey, baby, we got another one. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fool. You're a fool. So, all right. So, as we wrap this one up, so again, we'll still be giving you two episodes this week in a little bit. They're they're closer together this week. And so, but uh, I'm sure you will enjoy them both and we'll have fun presenting and, and giving them to you. But again, the, your, your thoughts on this one. The biggest thing to me is that I could understand, I can understand losing. But the way in which you lose matters, the way in which you win matters. Because the thing that I was looking at when I was looking at the the, the games this this season, and I, I was on, I if you remember, not only here, but on our radio show as well, uh, here locally, I had mentioned that I don't see the, the Cardinals ever blowing anybody out. Um, I see that they could get blown out, but I don't see them blowing anybody out. The first game of the season with the Chiefs, kind of, kind of expected because of the way in which they handled the preseason. And then, so that first game, the first two, three weeks of the season were like, they were, they were the, the real dress rehearsals, so to speak, that, that was their kind of, uh, that was their exhibition season. So they, that was what 44, 21, but there was, but they were, they were still fighting. They were trying to figure it out because as even one of the players said, it was our first time playing together. And here, this one seems a bit different. It seems as if they were out coached. And then at some point, at some point, I'm sure that if you watch the film close enough, you'll see that the tipping point in terms of the giving your maximum amount of effort, not necessarily having the most strength or whatever, but effort, because you can control your effort. You can control your effort. You can do the fake hustle too. And that can show on the, on the, on the film as well. But something happened in that, in that game in Mexico City that some players gave up. And are they going to be able to turn that switch on? Because, um, um, What's my man's name? Uh, Buddha Baker. He was asked a question. Does he feel that some of his, he, has, he was asked a question. Does he feel that some of the players, uh, some of his teammates gave up that, that they, uh, that they gave a hundred percent the whole game. And he said, no, I don't feel that they did. And that's, and that's big. Cause a lot of players don't want, don't want to say that about their teammates. They don't want to say that about their teammates, but it's, it, but it was, it was apparent, not only to us, but also to if you were on the field and you were given a hundred percent and you saw somebody giving seventy percent and making those business decisions. Well, you know the 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 problem with having somebody like a Buddha Baker on the field, Jay, is you're looking at somebody who's taken every ounce of athletic ability he has through the pain, working. I mean, just like a dog. That dude is out there, right? Yeah. So when you watch the film. This is going to be a tough one. This is one of those games where if we watch this um, hard knocks on uh, tomorrow, this is a game where I would expect Kingsbury to be cussing MFs out. And if because he doesn't, now, and if he, and if doesn't, he doesn't, if he doesn't, bro, you're not, I mean, you don't, this should embarrass, this should have embarrassed him as the head coach to have dudes basically stop working for you. This should embarrass the players individually when you watch that film. You know, this is where dudes, and I've been in those rooms before, Jay. Yeah. After a horrible loss, one where you knew dudes, I don't know what was on your minds, but it definitely wasn't football on this Sunday. Mm. And this is the one where you get dressed down. I've had coaches, you know, normally what happens, you come in on Monday, offense, you watch special teams together because there's defensive guys and offensive guys on special teams. So we all do that together. As soon as we're done that, everybody goes their separate ways. Offense, you go watch your film together. 
defense, you go watch your film together. After you watch it a second time, then you break it down to positions, right? Yeah. So now we all go into our room. This is one of those ones where I've had head coaches, we are going to watch this all the way through as a team, offense and defense. Because I want to see, I want you guys to see who is and who is not giving effort on both sides of the ball. They don't want everybody to be able to slide away to their room and, you know, watch it in quiet and all kinds of stuff. And they will actually stop film. Ooh. And, like, with those pointers, bro. Yeah. And start pointing at guys. And they'll say, this is the effort that we should be getting every single play. Right? They go to yeah. the next play. Tell me what this looks like, gentlemen. This was some bullshit. I mean, yeah. and they'll call a dude out. And all you can do, because everybody knows, I mean, that's like being in a marriage, bro. You know when you're giving your all? You know <laughs> right. You're not. Right. You, know, you can try to pretend, you know, but you, if anybody knows, you know. And there, you can look on tape and these films, when you see dudes, you're like, and oh, they're, bro, there have been times when I've said to myself, damn, I'm because not only you're going to get it from the head coach who's now got you on blast, you're going to get it from your offensive coordinator. Then you got to go sit in that little room, like say our tight end room with three or four in there yeah. and your tight ends coach. And here's the thing. Tight ends coach will let you know, you mess with my money now. Woo. They, fi- they fire that head coach, man. They, the staff that. is next. Not just that. You get too many of those dudes lollygagging in a – Hey, uh, coach, come here. You know, I don't see any inspiration come from that room. You know, mm. you need to step your game up, or you know, we might be looking for a new tight ends coach next. You know, just like uh, their jobs are on the line, yeah. and they're watching you represent them out there. Right? They, I mean, and bro, I've seen some. And here's the thing: when you know it's bad, shut up and just take the criticism. Right. Better because the, the, they'll let you know. All right. Tell you what, we're gonna have some conversations during the week, and he, then all of a sudden, bro, you see the the practice the practice squad players either getting a little more run, or on free agent Monday, all of a sudden they got two or three tight ends in there working out. Who's gonna blast, you know? Or linebackers or whatever. Yeah, you know, because like I said, this is that point in the season. And I'll ask you, Kingsbury's coming up on that bye week, bro. I mean, they they if anything. They, I, I'm just. I mean, I'm not saying it can't happen, but I'm just saying that if, yeah. if if it was to happen, week twelve by week, we talked about this. Remember at the beginning yes. of the year, we went yeah. through our schedule. I was like, if it's that bad, bruh, and we get to a point, twelfth by week, you know, if you're going, if the season's gone, and if you don't have any plans of moving forward, this man, what's the bet? What's what's your option? You know, so. Everybody should be on blast, including Kingsbury. When we watch this tomorrow, if that dude isn't coming out of his skin, if he is not ready to literally go out of aisle and grab dudes by the back of their necks, and because that's how upset he should be, because this is a representation of him as the head coach. Right. And then you go from, like I said, position to position to position. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm be so disappointed in him. Marty disappointing Kingsbury or um, Kyler Murray. I, I, you know, I think he's taking, oh, golly, I don't want to use my words. To, he's taking the soft way out right now. Okay. I don't see anything in him that inspires me to think that that dude is like sitting, going home after that game, and he should be just like, man, I let all these dudes down because this is not how this season should be going. 
you know, I, I, I need to, I need to get better. I, this dude, he probably sitting at home playing Call of Duty, you know, nothing because he didn't play in this one. So according to him and his thoughts and mine, hey, I didn't do anything to lose this one. So you know, that's on them, and that's sure. a bad look for your leader, bro. All right. So on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about what we have going on here at Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. And we are presented by Bet Online. And as we always like to say around this time, are you kidding? Don't you try to sneak out of here fast, man, because you know doggone well what's going on here. We what's got that? a four, four and seven record. Somebody talking about, oh, they're going to be 10 and seven. You know, <laughs> hey, we Put your, say what your chest, man. Say what your chest. They, so all they I'm gonna, just saying they're going to be ten and seven. Ten, okay. So they're going to the next six. <laughs> hey, all, all that be doggone. Like I said, just have my stuff chilled. I mm. want to first. I know you're going through stuff with your family and dad and stuff like that. Always thinking about you, bro. Thank I you. had an absolute amazing time. I can't wait to talk to you about it. Show you some pictures. My visit with my son, his wife, the grandkids. Uh, it was an amazing weekend, man, and I can't. I mean, my matter of fact, my, my they're coming out in December, the end okay. of uh, the December. So I hope that you have a chance to meet my son. We talked about you and the podcast and different things, and just had an amazing uh, visit with that uh, with my son. And, and like I said, got to spend some time with my grandkids, man. Unbelievable, and I just wanted to thank uh, Eddie for uh, allowing all this to happen by us, you know, being back in touch and stuff like that. So like one, the other thing I want to say, I'm always thinking about you, bro, and everything you're dealing with and always here for you. And I guess we'll be back. I guess people will be listening to us on Thanksgiving. So we don't you have better, to say, they better be listening to us on Thanksgiving. Why not? Put it I'm just saying, phone, we're going to get another one in. I just want, so I don't, we don't necessarily have to say happy Thanksgiving now. We'll just say uh, happy holiday season upon you. And then, and again, that the the fact that you had a great time that is that brings joy to to my heart, man. So that's what's up. And so, again, as we say around this time, are you kid? Till next week, or no? Till you see us again later. Be easy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.